Welcome back to episode nine of Survivor at Home, the podcast where we break down each episode of Survivor season 41 on television and also invite in some guests where we can talk about Survivor at Home, the game created by Andrew Ironside, who's here with me. My name is Jordan here with Andrew, and we are excited to get episode nine going, a double elimination episode. So it'll be a a ton of information that we're going to have to go through, break it down. And alongside to break it down with us is one of the most entertaining Survivor at Home players, the greatest idol play in Survivor at Home history, at least in my opinion, that I've seen. Uh, Alex Street, welcome. How are you doing, Alex? I am so thrilled to be here. It is 10 o'clock at night. And it, in true survivor at home fashion, I am amped up. Like it feels like early morning, not early morning, mid morning, like I'm two coffees in. That's how excited I am. I'm ready to get into this and feel like my mind is just active already. And, and I am so gracious, grateful for that introduction. That is, that is high praise, Jordan. Oh, well, you, it's, it has been so entertaining to play two seasons with you so far and who knows? I'm sure you're signing up for the next season. Well, who knows um, if we'll get a chance to play together in Survivor at Home. Alex, we love to talk to our guests about their Survivor history um, mm-hmm. with the show watching on television. Can you give us a bit of your background with uh, with Survivor? Yeah, I have a distinct memory. I loved listening last week to uh, Lynette and Josh. Uh, they both highlighted season two. And, and there's something about us. I think if we lived back then, there's something, there was something that stuck out about Australia. There was something about the, what happened. Wasn't that tapioca? Was that, was that that season? Tapioca. There was somebody, am I, am I off in that? Somebody said tapioca. I don't remember fine. those early days. I well, was just a young I, child. Right. Young buck. Was Jordan was in diapers. Come on. This is not quite, not quite, not <laughs> quite. I had graduated out of that. We can confirm that with my family. I had graduated out of that. Well, I do see defense. behind you, your bed is not made. Maybe there that was a bedwetting incident. <laughs> this is true. I'm not making this up. You can't see this at home, but Jordan is recording with an unmade bed, fully, fully stripped bed. This is podcasting um, at its best. Or maybe though. it's just his monthly sheet washing uh, day. I remember being... I watched season one. I remember seeing the, the the trailers for it, whatever. So I was 16, I guess, and watched it. I remember a weird naked guy on the beach and thought, that's what I want to be when I grow up. And and watched every, I've seen every episode, every season, all the way through. And don't remember a name. I mean, my wife and I were just talking the other day. We're like, maybe I, I can remember 12 names of people. Um I just watch it. I just, I'm just so in the moment. I love it when I'm in it and now have this wonderful privilege of watching it with our kids. My, my 15 year old, 12 year old, nine year old, we are in on Wednesday nights and, and it's become a thing. It's our tradition now. And just thinking she's 15. That's how old I was. You know, when I started watching it, it's, it's, that's wild. This is the survivor story and I love it. That's cool. How it gets to come full circle, even in Mm -hmm. your family life where, um, you get to share that now with with yeah your kids and mm-hmm. and your wife and yeah that's that's yeah. so awesome we love to hear stories like that okay you've played Survivor at home twice Alex and I love to hear from people what's like a strategy lesson you learned maybe it's something you went in wanting to do maybe it's something you've learned the hard way but can you explain to us some of your learnings at Survivor at home to hopefully help you in the future oh gosh 
I laugh when I you say the word strategy. Alex, tell us about strategy. And I laugh immediately. I because this is my learning is uh, I mean, we know the conversations we had after last season, I was like, it was therapy for me because something showed up for me where I realized I who I am, I don't think that I can win this game. I think that whatever it is about my that's what I've learned is that I don't think that I'm I can win the game because I don't think strategically. I'm there. I'm in the moment. As I said, that's how I watched the seasons. I feel like that's how I played the game was just I'm so in with each vote as it goes, each conversation as it is, um, that it's really hard for me to see far ahead in the game. Somebody challenged me on this the other day. I was talking about this. They're like, no, you do more than you think. I was like, dude, literally, no, I don't. That's that's my flaw. That's why you made it ahead and I did not because I don't see ahead. And I think that everybody should just think what I'm thinking. And when they don't, it really surprises me. Um, so that's at this point, the flaw that I have seen and how I play is to show up and be in the moment. And so how does someone with your personality, because we're not the exact same, Alex, but we are similar. I've said this on, on the podcast a few times. You're more whereas, handsome, for sure. Thanks. Mm -hmm. I'm told I have a face for radio and a voice for print media. But I wanted to ask, so how do you how do you change that? Because I'm similar to you. I like to just let things happen. I'm not strategic. Is there ever a hope for a player like yourself who is, you know, you bring so much to the game for me as the host to watch you play? And there are many players like this, even on the real show. Uh, but what could be done differently, if anything, to progress further? What? Because you can't you can't change who you are, but you can certainly so learn I th some I things. I think there's I mean there's there's something to learn. I think that's it, and that's again what's beautiful about the game in general is you're learning all along the way. It's Survivor is just a reflection of life in in a microcosm. It's the greatest social experiment, and Survivor at Home is the greatest social experiment compacted down into a weekend. And I really think that it pulls things out of us. And for me, what you're asking there is what I can learn is maybe to, to breathe a little bit, maybe to be a little bit more patient, maybe to actually see through what somebody is saying and see that maybe they, maybe they're not telling me the full truth. Maybe when they say they want to work with me, they only mean that's going to go until it serves them best. And then they're going to cut me and stab me in the back. Like maybe that's what's going on there. But that's, there's part of that that I go, maybe that's what I can learn. And then I go, the other side of me says, but that's actually not how I want to go through life. I don't want to be not trusting people. I don't want to not, I don't want to be thinking so far down that like, this has been actual things that I've been learning in life and you know, I'm going to lie, on, lie down on the couch pretty soon. You guys are going to take out notes and say, tell me more about your life. This is stuff that I've been working on in my mindset and my growth is to be more present. And so then when I'm put in this moment and it's like, no, you need to think further ahead. It's this real juxtaposition of like, who do I want to be and who do I need to be to get ahead? And how do I show up like that? So as you can tell, I'm still trying to work this out. And in the moment, if I'm graced with another opportunity to play, I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up as me and I'm going to play the game as me the best I can. And maybe I'll learn to work with people better. I don't, I honestly don't know. I'm open to suggestions, guys. <laughs> I think I'll be really interested to see 
if and when you play another season of Survivor at home, when the merge comes, assuming you are able to make it to the merge, you can get yourself in a majority alliance. Because that's been a big thing in the last two seasons where whether it's at your fault or someone else's fault, you've struggled to get into the majority alliance and that just causes the group that you're with to get picked off. We, um, mm-hmm. We've talked about it at length on Survivor at Home season two. Um, where there was an attempt to get you in the majority alliance and it didn't work out because your minority alliance still ended up contributing to you getting voted out. And then in the ret- in the season three, the returning players just got picked off. Um, and we've also heavily debriefed uh, where that centered around in previous episodes as well. Um, but I think getting to a majority alliance and being able to to get yourself further, that will prove if you can, in fact, win the game, not because a majority alliance would carry you, but because then how do you manage yourself in a majority alliance, right? That well, I was think something that's I felt. I, I think that's it is, is my only hope is to actually, as somebody who typically can lead, my hope, my, my, my path forward is to be led, to, to, to be carried along. And I think that that's what you're kind of calling out here that's coming to light yeah. is that that's, that's for someone like me Andrew and you, that would be the way to play is to show up and say, yeah, let me be a part of this. Hey, let me help you. Like I'm your help. Look, tell me what to do. I, I just want to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting, isn't not- it? How there's different, different things that stand out to people as being more dangerous. So Lynette was on last week. Josh was on last week. Jordan was on last week, all winners, all playing yeah. their own strategy, but why, you know, why are they not targeted? I think of Lynette, especially just, who continually sticks to her story of saying, I'm just going to invest in the relationships. And she crushed it in the challenge at the end. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. got, you got to do all those things to get further in the game as Jordan and Josh did as well, but she really just stuck true to who she was and, and people valued that and, and awarded her the championship. And I think deservingly so, but then there's other realities or other personalities or other gameplay strategies where people won't put up with that, where they will say, Nope, this is too threatening that you are so likable. I am going to get you out. And I, and I, even as I say that, I guess it is so season by season. It, that's it's community, right? It's like who else is on that specific season? Because I, I think back to a couple seasons ago, I think I mentioned this already where um, th- my fellow redhead who won Tommy, right? He, Tommy. he played kind of similar, I think to how I might play where he just tried to get along with everyone and not rock the boat and, wasn't too mm-hmm. flashy, but, and it worked. And, and, but I do think if I were to go on the show and try that strategy, my recurring nightmare is that no people would, I would get far. I'd probably get to the merge. And then people say, Andrew gets along with people pretty easy. Yeah. So let's get him out. We don't want him at the end. Right. So how do you navigate that to success? It's, it's, it's such a, this I mean, is, the odds are stacked against you. This is what's bonkers to me is, He's likable, but there's six other people who like are have a calculator out and are figuring out numbers and merge, you know, moves and who's and we know that that's happening. And yet the target is on the guy who is smiling like that. That to me. And I mean, I know this sounds like, oh, you're just like humble, bright, whatever it is. Like, I'm not I just that's how it literally that's how it shows up in my brain. And then to hear again, just to be wide open and honest, like to hear the conversation with John Juani, with you guys last week, with Josh, like when you open this, you're like, Josh, what was your strategy? And he's like, oh, well, here was my strategy. I, I'm blown away 
that that you're thinking this or Tyler like talking last season at the end of last season gets in the final three and he's mm -hmm. talking about how he saw it all breaking down I'm like how how did a brain can work like that I just it doesn't compute uh over here and and so that's it's there's a bit of a disconnect for me on on wondering like yeah why aren't we targeting the people who are you know working out the the processes here and the the calculations right. why is that not seen as more mm -hmm. of a threat like you're saying so jordan as one of those people tell us why do you think that we're not that you i mean as a winner you were targeted quickly but in the first yeah. season in your first season the you first, got by pretty easily i got by it was it was yeah i got by pretty easily where i think i explained it as well in the final tribal I'd received like three votes against me the whole game. Um, we unanimously voted out someone at the beginning of the game and their vote went on me. We unanimously, unanimously voted out Steph. Her vote went on me. And I think there was one other vote that got thrown my way the rest of the game. And I didn't get voted for, which was a big part of me spieling in the final tribal. Um, mm -hmm. For me, I think I explained a little bit about this. It was like read, react and make the move when you need to move, when you need to. Um, what I had realized through, throughout the beginning of the game, we had talked about it. I think I was with a full tribe of women and myself and any lines you can draw for whatever reason are reasons to vote someone out. And so I knew I had to just kind of play it safe, find someone to, to work with and throw out a name in the first travel council, um, the lead up to the first travel council that I could, that everyone would agree with. So I didn't get voted out and then survive through that way. And then it was really despite our tribe um when we got into the merge playing a stick together i had to think about everything that was the best move for me so i remember just a distinct conversation where there's that tribal uh, council where it's very similar to this episode actually there's two different votes and you can only vote in one of the two one of the right. differences being you don't know when everyone is going to vote and anyone can get voted out despite which tribal council they vote in a little bit different i remember you um, talking about the first vote of that tribal and saying to me, we should vote together. Like, what should we do? And I said to you, I'm not voting in this one because I'm very confident I'm not getting voted out in the first one. So I'm right. saving my vote for the second one as a defense. Um, if there's four people that vote in the second tribal and I'm voting, that's one vote that's not on me. Right. So it's kind of, I kind of used it as a weapon in yeah. that second tribal. And so I thought about that. That's the best move for me. My closest allies were Karen and Vicky going towards the end. And my thought process was, oh boy, I've played almost the exact same game as Vicky the whole way we voted together on every vote except for one. And she's got better relationships with people in the jury, both in and outside of Survivor at home um, and had played really well. And also with someone who's deserving of, uh, people would want to vote for her because of um, the way she had played the whole game. So uh, we got to make, I got to make a move now because yeah. uh, that's the last vote we've got. So it was just being work with my tribe when we had moments where we had to go raw, raw, stick together. Absolutely. I'm a hundred percent on board. And then when I got to make a move that is selfish for me, I took that opportunity. And, uh, it's and those so interesting because it comes down to that vote, that one where you're, and you were, and you still, you'll still call me out on this. Like, why did I, cause I had, I was holding an idol at that point. You're like, why didn't you play your idol? Or I played yeah. my idol in the first vote and didn't need to whatever. And that's you, just it. That yeah. to me is everything that we're talking about here where I yeah. didn't see it. I just felt, uh, and play the thing. Yeah. And you're like, 
but the votes were four to one this way. And if she did this, then it's two, two to four. And I'm like, what are you, this is you're <laughs> speaking hieroglyphics. Yeah. Uh, and also I trusted Steph. I, tr- <laughs> I trusted the issue. Now Steph. the issue where the issue where I'll, def- I'll not defend Steph on that, but the issue with that is Steph didn't know that you had people working with you. All comments, in that, in that all negative that comments got. against my wife will be edited out at a later time. <laughs> no, no, this is because I wasn't, I was working with a different group of people than you and Steph and wanted to work with you and had what we thought were two or three votes together to work with you. The issue was Steph didn't know that you had people working with you in that second vote and had to go with what the majority were going to do to kind of show that she's loyal to them. And that's how you got voted out of that one. But yeah, it was the little things of that where if you're, I thought I found my vote as a weapon. I've talked about this on the podcast before your vote is important. Losing your vote is tough because if you go into a tribal without immunity and with without immunity and without a vote, you're useless to everybody else who wants to try and get someone out. Mm -hmm. And if you're useless, that's really not a good spot to be in. So in a tribal where, you can only vote in one of two and you've got an idol. I was like, play the idol. Cause everyone knows you're the biggest target. You knew you were the biggest target for whatever reason it was in that, in that tribal. So it was just a fun one where, yeah, I had thought that through and I felt like I reacted well to twists in that game or to different circumstances. I was able to react well to that tribal, to the, mm. um, no, nowhere to hide tribal where everyone just openly discusses and no one gets to go in separate rooms. I felt yeah. I reacted well to it. And when you were, um, and, and stuck loyal with the tribe. So I didn't get voted out. Cause there was a shot that people would turn on me if they could have individual private conversations and they couldn't in that tribal. So I was I able mean, maybe to use that's it. Maybe there's something about this. You said the word react. Yeah. And I think that that might just be something really critical to this, that, that this yeah. is a game of reaction. And, and, and maybe I'm curious, you know, do, do the people who, um, who are proactive or reactive get further? And, and I, I would say you're saying here that you were reacting well. And I think actually you probably were more proactive and I play the game in a very reactive state and pay the price. I wonder if me being proactive allowed me to react well when it changed. Come on. Right. I'll, I'll buy that. Okay. Sure. Um, Cause I talk about it. Like it, it, it's not the twists that knock you out in survivor. It's how you play the twist that knocks you out. Right. Malcolm um, is still bitter to this day about getting th- two tribes going to tribal at the same time. And he got voted out because of an idol that was played on the other side. He blames the twist, but really it was his tribe giving up, um, giving up who they were voting for. The other team played an idol and he got voted out because of that. And so it's how you play based on a twist rather than a twist to... shouldn't knock you out. I... <laughs> can you say that again? A twist I... shouldn't knock you out, but how you play the twist can knock you out easily. Can we talk about the wheel of death for a minute? Oh, oh. didn't think about that when I brought this slide up. Your time is up for venting and complaining. <laughs> I know that you're still bitter and you should be. But those are the twists. That's the game, right? This season, even Danny game. was complaining about, about you know, the, they won and then it was time was turned back. It's a game, man. It's like you play Monopoly and you do something and then someone else gets a, you know, a card that trumps what you do. Like that, any game that those things happen. So it is how you react. I will just say, I love it. Obviously, love it there is, obviously, there's 
there's value in putting your best effort forward and learning and growing and coming back and doing better and improving. But also there's 16 to 18 people playing as Jeff always tells them play like you're not going to win because you probably won't. The odds are so slim. So many things have to go right day after day, week after week there on the Island. And so even tonight, spoiler alert, uh, Evie, right. Voted out. She, I don't think she could have done much else and she played fantastic. We loved her on this podcast. Mm -hmm, I think she mm -hmm. has a big following. Yeah. And, and there is just a point where it's like my, my, my tracks ran out and there's not really anything I could have done differently. Cause just the combination of so many factors led me to where I am today. And I have yeah. grace for that. And so even as you share, like there is a part to improve and a different personality that might look at the bigger strategy, but the reality is there's just time where you can't, do much more and you you know you even to your credit alex you did even fight you know tooth and nail you were scraping to try and not get voted out when you knew the numbers were against you and you succeeded you did well and then you got uh and then john also was in there trying to mix things up in season mm -hmm. three but uh john matthew well and, and this him, is what but... i love like i love it all because this is why i you know again i'm an enneagram seven i feel all of this like i just go so high in the emotions and that's that's the thing i'm i'm here for the ride and the fun of it so i'm fully in and yes we'll react excessively when something goes my way and and then you experience this wheel of death you you click a button and my name shows up well yeah you know what if i was in a better situation then my name would have been pulled off of there more than it was but as it was i was the highly targeted name on there still so i recognize that yeah this is the it's a twist but if i had played maybe better, maybe differently, who knows that my name wouldn't have been on there so much. So then the twist isn't what killed me. It was the gameplay and it was the people. And my goodness, I am here because I love the whole thing so much. And all of the adventure and all of the situations that it puts us in. Again, I'll say it's just it's truly marvelous. We can talk about this later if you want me to but just the community that it brings the fun of it all the experience of the whole thing is so full and rich that even as I sit here and go, what was going on? Why was I not enough? Oh, please, Lord. I go, put me in again. Please put me in there again. I beg of you. Like that's, and that's what it, that's what, that's what the game is. Uh, I read a tweet from Denise the other day, Denise Stapley from mm -hmm. Winners at War and whatever season she was in before. Um, and she said, it's crazy, but we volunteer for this. It's it's nuts, the emotional toll that it puts us through. And she's talking about two seasons on actual Island Survivor. But we volunteer for this. We ask for it. And it is crazy. And it's so full. And I just think that this is the best that life has to offer. Wow. Thank you for tuning oh. in, everyone. Have a great week. <laughs> I'm excited for the sales pitch at the end here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. How much do I have to convince you to play again? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's jump into the to the episode today, guys, because there is a lot to talk about. Um, we pick up yeah, right away. Gooder. What's that? I said it's a gooder. Oh yeah, it was a gooder. Yeah. Let's uh, let's pick up with Deshaun right away, not being happy after the tribe. First with Heather, he kind of confronts her, which again. Uh, kudos to Deshaun, someone who's just very good with boundaries, right? Very aware of the relationships he has. He's able to quickly process this in the moment of like, this This bothered me. And I'm going to address that with someone, uh, the way that she just tried to stir things. And really, it was not fit. It was kind of too little, too late. And then with Shan, of course, being frustrated with her 
performance or continued uh, I don't want to use the rep word reputation because it's not it's not just that it's it's her actions right she's she's continuing to do what he's asked her not to do which is to just tell people this is what we are going to do and he expresses that frustration now, what did you guys think again of that raw emotion coming back from tribal council what I like from Deshaun is we saw a couple one the raw emotion every time I don't remember a season where every episode it was like raw emotion coming back or at least where they showed it um we've talked about there's a classic scene where Sarah just tears into Tony in in mm -hmm. Winners at War uh, but outside of that you don't really see that that often um every episode we're seeing that these are emotional things everyone wants to play the other thing is Deshaun comes back he always not always but oftentimes is making it look like he's a team guy wants to work with everyone um, at least those who he's aligned with wants to make it work and then goes into his confessional and he's like right now the way shan's playing she's getting in the way of my million dollars and he's thinking for himself and of himself which you have to do in survivor you have to be selfish um, that's probably the third time I've said the word selfish at this point in this uh, podcast, which I don't normally, it's not a term I normally want to use, but you have to be playing selfish, um, in the game, but he's appearing outwardly to be working with, working with a bunch of people and be teammates and want to do the best for the group. And all of a sudden the emotions of the night happen. And then the next morning, everyone wants to apologize to each other. Deshaun wants to apologize to Shan. Shan apologizes back. Nasir beautiful sunrise moment Deshaun wants to um uh build up a relationship with Evie Nasir and Heather had an argument and they're not on the same page but now they want to um apologize and nice little moment around the fire with we're learning about Ricard and in his life and um being mm -hmm. fully deaf in one ear so he reads lips um just kind of plays into to who he is his story uh, a bit about him because all we a lot of what we've seen from Ricard is this strategic, um, a little bit cutthroat player who who wants to play, wants to play strategically and and aggressively. Um, but now we see a little bit of a human moment from him, uh, which we haven't seen in quite a few weeks. And then the can weirdest. Can I just talk about that? I loved that production moment. That was really cool compared to the other stories that we've seen where they show flashbacks and stuff. It was a really neat and well done visual moment to, to bring us into his head, even how they zoned in on his ear, like we're on his ear. And then you're watching Liana's lips as she says, poof. And, and like, you get this, you, we just like got into his head for a minute. And then you see when he's, when he's squinting, he is zoning in on people. Now it all makes sense. We've been seeing this for eight weeks, but now we see it. It's like, we, we, that was a really tender and like, um, expository moment of who he is without him telling us who he is it was a really well done i i just that again the production is off the charts this season um in quality and that was a that was just a, another high quality moment that stood yeah, out to me. Tell so the many, story oh, go ahead jordan we, we've just had so many good moments in this season where you realize that the players out there aren't just chess pieces on a chessboard. Like they're yeah. humans and we've we've learned from ricard we've learned from shan there was a moment with heather in this season or in this episode uh there were moments from tiffany earlier in the in the season mm -hmm. um where they all fall heather? under that oh no no not heather no no not heather had one, had a small moment in this <laughs> she did in this she episode, did this uh, in tribal she did okay. yeah all right, all right. i um, felt something for her yeah she was faking 
she was faking it. We'll but get there. we've seen these, we've seen these moments where it really humanizes the, like they're people that go out there and have wanted, yeah. not only have they wanted to do this for a long time, but it's a goal of theirs. They sign up for it. They volunteer for it. As we were talking about earlier with, with Denise saying that, yeah. um, and they're out there and it's, this is their life for 27 days. I think it is, um, that they're out there. This is, this is the life that they live. They're, they're actually living their lives on this Island. They're not just popping up on our TV screens every week. Um, but this is who they are. They get to know each other. They live with each other yeah. and with no one else. Um, it's just cool to but see th- the, the human aspect of it. And I think, I think just what I saw in that from Ricard, it wasn't just about him being hard of hearing and, and that, but it, there's, there's something um, again, that, that sort of showed up about his gameplay that even when you can't, this is what I got from it. When you can't hear you read and, and he's so good at reading what people are doing, like literally their lips. But now again, you understand, Oh, he doesn't hear everything that's going on, but my goodness, he sees the dynamics. He sees that Shan is, is really dry and thinks that she's the queen. And he's like, Nope, I'm not going to let that happen. Mm-hmm. He was really reading the game. Um, There's a few players like that. I feel like more than usual, very yeah. perceptive players who, are in tune with mm-hmm. those realities. And yeah, his story, I, I agree. I thought it was, was cool. produced in a really a cool way just to, to even to bring us into like what that muffled sound might yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. you know, like almost in a movie, but um, to communicate part of his, his journey. Right. And so, and then he, and it's cool. He says like, I'm, I'm proud of how I'm playing too. I'm proud of yes. how I'm doing this. Right. So good on him. Ricard is again, each week, the power rankings of players like that. Those are those moments that I know it's production driving it, but it's, it's his story too. And, and I liked him a lot more after seeing that and kind of, you start to root for him a little more and it kind of flushes out your, who you are, right? You're not just a one dimensional person. There's actually all these aspects that are at play. Um, we'll talk more about Ricard in a little bit in the episode, cause he's obviously Brilliant. involved um, in yep. some of the, the various conversations. Um, but what did you guys think of that moment where Shan asks the four of them initially, and then actually Ricard does jump in to, basically go elsewhere and leave Xander and Erica uh, sitting on the beach. Can't alienate people. Like when you're in a group, there's 10 people on this Island right now. And most people were on the beach in that moment. And Shan goes, Hey, let's just talk as a group of four of us. They end up going with five of them, which was Shan, Leanna, Deshaun, Danny, and Ricard joined in that group. But just saying out loud, we should just go talk privately just us you've left five others out and now you've given them a reason to at least talk about how they don't appreciate that you guys are trying to hold all the power when in fact you really you really don't hold all the power um just alienating people in the game is not good because now they have motivation and what was um what was was it evie's line chaos uh, about chaos where chaos favors those who are on the quote bottom mm, um yeah. and they can start to create chaos through something like that and that and Xander stuff. was saying the same thing was like mm-hmm. yeah no i love it I, and he's he's revealed that about his gameplay he's like i what did he say he wanted to be a couple episodes ago he wanted to be on the tribe of losers or whatever because when people are losing they're more vulnerable they're more open to change and everything so he's like thriving on this so you knew as soon as they got up i think if he was even invited to go over he would have said nah and then played that <laughs> off. Like, I think he's, he's like, great. I'm thrilled about that because yeah. now I get to start a conversation with these other five and it is wide open. 
um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's really interesting how when you feel in control, you feel like I'm going to take my friends over here. But the perception of it is everything. Perception is everything in Survivor. Um, as we move forward, we move into the reward and immunity challenge. This was interesting. Two, they were split into two separate groups who would go to separate tribals. Two different people would be voted out. And also the final person standing in this, uh, in this challenge gets reward for their group as well. And so the two groups are Deshaun, Evie, Leanna, Xander, Danny, Shan, Heather, Nasir, Ricard, and Erica is the second one. Um, I just, I realized I just listed off 10 names, but we will be listing those groups a bunch of times throughout this episode. Cause they're basically split into those groups now for now on it's a physically painful challenge. Like these are the challenges where, um, you're stuck in the, like standing on a small perch like that. There was a zoom in on Xander's feet and they were like deep red. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, my feet started to go in pain. Uh, just seeing that. Um, you know what it makes me think of is when I used to yeah. work uh, at the restaurant downtown in Liberty Village, there would be times you're carrying like four or five plates, like hot plates to the table. And, yeah. and I had to go down the staircase. And you'd realize about five seconds in that the one on your arm is burning you. But you can't do anything because your hands yeah. are full with the other plates. And because you're resting at anyone that's been a server, you know what I'm talking about. I know this. And it's well. just, it's yeah. just, it's just like, terrible feeling of like i i have to get there and the in your your pain tolerance you just you have no choice you have to push through this is one of those challenges where there's no comfort you're carrying the grocery bags and it's like weighing your hand and pinching your finger so you, you readjust there's no readjusting in these challenges i just am always fascinated by the mental fortitude we've we've talked about it before but i do want to ask you alex as well what would you do mentally to last in that i just I think it's a yeah, fascinating study. It's it's so interesting because I do look at these and think, how hard could that be? I don't know. You stand on a ledge. Like there's there's more on that ledge than I thought there was going to be. You know, like when they actually zoomed in, I was like, oh, it's like, that's like his whole heel is on there. Come on. And then you're just like holding back here. Like I can hold something back here. Sure. And stand on. But then you realize like, oh, actually the way that they're on that, that's like, isn't that how Jesus was like, hunt? like, it was like this really like, oh, that is actually how they torture people in the world yeah. for centuries, for millennia. That's how it's been done um, in this position. And then you start to go, oh yeah, I guess that's painful. So I don't think that I would do, I would do well. I think I would, as far as mental fortitude, but is there something going, you yeah. said you mentioned Kimmy Schmidt last week, I think. And that's what I think all the time. I think I can do anything for 10 seconds. I can do this for 10 seconds. One, two, three. Wow, it's getting hard. Four, here we go. Six, okay. And then you get to 10. I made it. All right, back again. But still, you so you start to think of things. I remember when I was, I got, I got a tattoo and I got it. It's just a word on my ribs. And when I was, it's apparently I got it in like one of the most painful places you can. It's like right on my ribs. It's my first tattoo. Got it a couple of years ago. My wife and I have matching tattoos. We're lame like that. And while I was there, it felt like the guy, like he's got this little needle and I know what's happening, right? I know what's going on. It felt like he was taking a scrooge or a chisel and, and chiseling out my skin through to my ribs. That's what it felt like. If I swore, if I looked at what he was doing, he had a hammer and chisel there. While I'm holding, while I'm getting this tattoo, holding my wife's hand, I'm crying 
tears coming out of my eyes. And I was thinking about fireworks at Disney World. And I was thinking of the joy on my kid's face. I was thinking of the joy that I felt when Tinkerbell comes down from the tower and you hear wishes. That's where my mind went. And that got me through it. So I can only imagine (laughs) if I'm on this perch that I'm going to Main Street USA in front of a founder's statue and thinking of Tinkerbell. That's all that I got. You know, that's not real, though. What isn't? All of it. Survivor? (laughs) No, Disney. It's just a man-made thing. But Tinkerbell is not a real... You're a monster. Do you know that? You are just a dream killer. You know, whatever that crap I said at the beginning to pump you up and love and how much I love this thing. I now I see the real Andrew. Jordan, we need to ask Andrew, who are you in real life? Because you just want to just you want to pop balloons. That's what you do when you walk down the street, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) You know, Santa's not real, kids. Is that you? I no, I have a kind heart. (laughs) But I just like to push buttons. I know. Anyway. And I, at one point, I mean, we could get into how much I actually thought. As a grown man, I shook Mickey Mouse's hand and thought just for a glimmer that this was the real thing. So just just to put that out there, I have truly thought that I was shaking a real cartoon mouse's real hand because mm-hmm. he spoke to me. It was. And on that note... Uh, That's where I go. (laughs) Sitting on that perch, I go to Fantasyland. That's the point. Mm -hmm. To you saying it's not real, that's what I need. And that's what we all need. You all need to get away from this reality of this pain, Mm -hmm. the reality of the moment, and go somewhere else in your mind. Oh, that, that's the biggest thing is the mental strength to go to a to a place like that. People talk about that all the time with athletes. Um, and like imagining, but also when you have to calm yourself down. Um, is is incredible and in trying to stay stay focused on a task or take yourself away from it when you need to. Um, as we go, so Erica wins immunity, but before she wins immunity, she's up with her and Nasir are one-on-one in this challenge, the last two in their group. Sham clearly says, let's go, Nasir, you can pull this one out. And Erica, I mean, it could be fun editing, but Erica looks at her and just kind of a little glare like, okay, all right, that line in the sand is drawn. Mm-hmm. I see it. Um, and Nasir drops off. Erica gets immunity, drops off. She says, I've dreamed of this moment since I was a kid, wanting Jeff to put a, an immunity necklace around her neck. That's got to be really cool when you have the realization that you're now on Survivor, lifelong mm-hmm. dream for basically anyone on the, on the island at this point, and lifelong dream for a lot more of us as well uh, to get out there. And then you're out there, you're not the most physically imposing player, and Jeff is putting the immunity necklace around your neck. That's got to be really, um, really cool for her. And then we pan over, and it's Xander versus Deshaun. And the two of them are, like, it's, it, it looks painful. Xander's whole body starts shaking at one point. Deshaun looks so uncomfortable as well. And they do the classic little bit of a drum roll or suspenseful music back and forth. Look at Deshaun's face. Look at Xander's face. Look back at just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Deshaun drops off. And when Xander drops off, he couldn't move. His body couldn't function. He was standing curved. If you saw it. And then his walk over to Deshaun after the, 
after they'd fallen they try off. to hug <laughs> when they try to hug and then it's like i don't think i can get my arms around you because they can't move they nudge each other like i wonder what was in xander's mind at that point and how close he was to mickey mouse um in that moment because he was not <laughs> focusing at all on the pain that was going no he was body. locked he in was so focused locked in it was incredible well, and he even said jeff i was built for this and seeing the kind of person that yeah. he is he's not he doesn't just say these metaphorical hyperbolic statements he says what he actually means so he he really believes he was really wired for that and i don't know if he did he mean physically that's what i thought at first but maybe mentally maybe there's more that we don't know about xander like what is it about this guy that he is so one of the most perceptive players i i have ever seen on the show and just always thinking and thinking good thoughts like thinking accurate thoughts about a, a very heated situation Whereas you have even like a Shan who we've talked about a lot and she has done a lot of good, but she's just getting a little frazzled. He is like calm and cool and collected, able to make these split decisions, split second decisions that really are furthering his game. So good on him. He's just so patient. He's just so, you know, I, I, we talked, you know, I think he is surfer boy. I don't actually know where he's from, but yeah, when he's up there, like he his he goes to a peaceful place. He goes to the waves, probably. Like he and I picture him as being that. He's not the big rough waves, though maybe he is when he needs to be. But my goodness, he's like this rolling ocean like swell that's just sort of it's there, it's making an impact, but it's so you hardly know and so calm and such a calming presence. That's he he's just got such power in how he carries himself and how he presents himself and how he plays the game and how he speaks to people. I don't, I, I, mean, heard I, I, I love watching him. Have we heard his story? Have they done any back so. background on him? Think, I can't remember. I think we've seen a little bit, but it was just about how he's so much younger than, than most contestants out there. He's the youngest one yeah. out there um, right now. I think that's what it was focused on or what anything in his, kind of background has been focused on is is the age more than anything and they're going to save uh, it for the final three i think yeah. so honestly because it does make you wonder how does someone who is younger especially get to this place where they he's, are he's building too every every episode every week he's he's building more and more in the confidence that we see uh yeah. from him xander yeah. is and we'll get to that as we go let's talk about the first group um, cause they got to go to tribal. So Shan, Heather, Nasir, Ricard can all be voted out. Erica has immunity. Erica is now in the power position. She talk about someone who's riding the wave. She's gone up and down in the last three episodes, yeah. but she's got immunity. She's in, she wants to be in control. Um, she's from Toronto. She's from Toronto. Um, and then Nasir, I knew this the moment he did it commits a cardinal sin. Don't tell someone they're going home and they have no options. It, I, I'd love to see the history on how many times someone's been told they're going home and there's no options since like season 10 mm-hmm. and to see if there's any, anything and how many of those people actually went mm-hmm. home that episode. Um, Cause early on, I could see that happening where everyone would, would go in and say, um, say this person's going home done. We'll let them know and they'll be out of there. But as strategy has evolved, I don't see that happening very often where someone gets told they're going home and they're headed home right away. He does that. And it just gives Heather a little bit of ammunition to, uh, to throw back at him, which I don't think she took advantage of, but I just think that's a, that's a cardinal sin 
in the game of Survivor. Don't tell someone What's they're the going What's the difference between Nasir and Xander then, right? They're both confident. They're both holding the idol. They're both in this position. And Nasir goes ahead and just plays it out. And so this is the way it is. And I'm safe tonight. So la-di-da. And Xander's like, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to let them go over there and talk. And then I'm going to start a smaller conversation and quieter over here and see what cooks. Well, it's wisdom, right? Uh, wisdom is the application of knowledge. So you're going through moment by moment, every little circumstance and you're dealing in Nasir. There's a lot of good, good that he's done. He's a great character and he's a really nice guy and has made some good decisions, but he, in that moment did not choose wisdom, right? He just, he, he did what he thought he the Bible talks about how wisdom is proven by what comes of it, right? So, like, what is what is the evidence of your decision? And his decision didn't work out well. And we and anyone that has watched Survivor sees that and goes, "Oh, like you said, Jordan, that's you don't do that ever, right?" Yeah. And so I know it's interesting. London London Steve calls me daily or every other day and talk talking about the show. He he didn't watch too much, really. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I actually enjoy it a lot. I look forward to his calls on his commute. Um, and he listens to like snippets as a lot of people do on their drive to work because most people don't drive um, two hours <laughs> anymore. But anyway, he it's cool hearing him talk because he has not watched any of the seasons prior to this, or at least most of them, right? So him and his wife are, are watching and they're just res- responding in the moment to what they're seeing. So he... He might, but he might not watch Nasir's move there and go, oh, that's a bad decision. Whereas anyone, like you said, Jordan and Alex, you've watched from the start, you know that's just, you just don't do that. There's, you have that context, you have that experience to not make those decisions. And Nasir. a bit of arrogance uh, attached to it. And again, it's the difference between arrogance and confidence. That's Nasir and Xander. Mm-hmm. Xander's confident. Nasir just just carried himself with a bit of arrogance there and and... Well, as we're going to see, that comes back to bite. Mm-hmm. That might not be that might not be so helpful. The difference between arrogance and confidence, I think, is a huge, a huge part of it. As soon as you go to someone and say you're going home and there's nothing you can do about it, they just look at that and go, "That's that's so arrogant of you to to say that." And mm-hmm. um, and it gives you that that I'll go back to it. It gives you the ammunition to to want to make a move going. Um, going the other way and tell his alliance members and and work against him and then the other part of that is is it that easy that who you think is going home is going home ricard asked the question why is everyone targeted on heather yeah which i agree with ricard in this moment yeah she doesn't have an advantage she doesn't have an idol she's not going to win she's probably not going to win an immunity challenge anytime soon um and what and and a lot of people want to get her out. So she doesn't have that great of relationships in the game. Why are we targeting her when we could be targeting someone who's a bit of a bigger threat? Um, which in his mind is Nasir because Shannon Ricard for all their arguing, they see over this, this one extra vote has caused so much friction between Shannon Ricard. It's unbelievable. And it happens again in this episode where Ricard wants to play it. Shan is going to push back against that and um, and it creates more arguments. But Ricard is thinking this out. Let's keep a weaker player. They're not doing anything anyways. Can get rid of them later. We've got a chance where it's small numbers so we can influence a vote more and more. Let's target someone other than Heather. Um, 
Well, it's what you guys this is this is him reading. He's reading the situation differently. Shan's like, look, this is the way it is. Let's do it, do it, do it. And he's like, mm, um, sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna hear that with my my good ear. <laughs> and I'm gonna say, no way. And go forward and and read the situation better. Uh again, he's just incredibly this Ricard is incredibly perceptive. He's seeing what's going on. He sees that there's there's a really clear thing happening here. And Shan is man we talk and i know that there's a divide out there about do we love shan do we not she is she's is she destroying her own game is she she's she's building her own you know digging her own grave is she building a temple that's gonna be that she's gonna fall far from you know what i mean like what's the what's the deal here where she says this is the way it is and 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 deshaun's getting pissed off at it ricard now is like again no it doesn't make sense and leans into that. And then you go into the vote. And I don't know if you want to take this forward where you want to go. Yeah, you go, go for into it. The vote, and she, she leans in again to her path, to what she wanted from what I understood happened there. I think she just, here it is. I'm all in, I'm all in on my plan. That's I it. took, are you talking about the fact that the vote got split three, three and that she still ended up. Oh yeah, no, I did. I still don't understand it. So we got to, we got to talk about this because okay, the okay. way that I first perceived it is not one what more, actually happened when they thing, showed how they were. But yeah, yeah. One more thing before we get to that is Ricard's line. I loved it. Just as we were closing out there at the beach, he goes, I have the most high maintenance Alliance. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> and <laughs> it was, amazing. that was just, that was a, it was a great line that he said, and it was encompassing, not just Shan, the whole group. And they all have these, Obviously, everyone has their different priorities, but they all are just willing to share their different priorities. And he doesn't want to, you got to manage feelings and don't want to hurt anyone, but also like we got to get someone voted out here. We got to do work. Um, and he just recognizes how high maintenance they are. They go into tribal and a common theme in both these tribals is no one says anything. We, they do exactly what we expect them to do. Heather plays the role that Ricard told her to play. Oh, sympathy. What was me? I'm getting voted out now so that there's no trace on, on from this year. When they vote, they vote 3-3. Three, three. I think that was the right move to vote 3-3 three, three in that situation. I don't understand. I don't know what happened. Yeah, okay. let me break it down just so we're clear because I had to pause right. it and go back like 10 times as well, but we wrote it down for everyone listening as well. So Shan- I'm glad they had did... a commercial break there where we could t- I could talk about that with my wife. I was like, is yeah. this what happened or is this what happened? Like, it, that was is, good. So, it is confusing. Anyways. It helps to have it recorded to go back because there's like, what, what, just, what did they do? So- Shan, I think, did go along with the plan because she cast her extra vote and voted one for Nasir and one for Heather, right? And they did that because they thought if Nasir has an idol and some votes are thrown our way, we want to make sure that there's some names on other people as well. So that's how that's how it went down. Okay. Um, does Nasir? My question was: Does Nasir also have an extra vote? No. He doesn't have one. Okay. Um, Cause that was why I, I thought they went with the three, three, because if you go, if you go with the plan for the three, three, but Nasir kind of catches on to it and then throws his vote and an extra vote on someone else, then that takes away his Heather vote and it's a two, two tie. And, and there was a whole big situation that I thought could happen, but he doesn't have an extra vote. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly why you throw the three, three, but it's a good call. If you know that you're going to tie the vote, if he plays his idol, Heather's gone, no harm, no foul, although it's not who you wanted out, but his idol's out. 
and Heather's gone. And if he doesn't play his idol, it's a tie. And no matter what Shan wanted to do, Ricard held that because Erica was not going to vote for for Heather. So Ricard right. held exactly what was going to happen. So Shan had to re-vote and mm-hmm. vote for Nasir. So this brings so then I come back to that. Right. So when I first thought, I thought she put two votes on Heather. I was like, what? Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing? You're just so you're trying to like bull your way through this. And now you go back and you see, oh, that's a way better play. And yeah, I guess she, yeah, she worked with Ricard really well there and saw the plan play out. And there you go. You kicked an idol out of the game. Well done. I'd be really interested. Sorry. I'd be really interested to hear post show what Ricard thinks of the dynamics and how they're portrayed between him and Shan. Like, was she really like that even there? Because everyone, and Shan even said this, everyone is always making a plan that works best for them. That's the game of Survivor. You want to win. But she is cast increasingly in this light where she is not willing to collaborate with other people. And I just wonder, because they do keep working together, but it does seem like Ricard even is hinting at it, alluding to it, that she is like that. She doesn't want to receive input but I, I just would be curious to hear after the season is done well i'm sure shan might have some problems with how she's being cast but what what would people like ricard who are so close to her all the way through would they say yeah you know she actually was a little bit feisty in this way she really didn't hear my voice um because they Good question yeah do you think who will will either of the okay do you think shan will flip on ricard ricard will flip on shan or neither they will stay strong and one of them will get blindsided by the i've said this for a while i think one of them i do not think they will stay strong i think one of them will flip on the other and the way the dynamic is that's the question the way the dynamic is to me is ricard has plans to flip on shan so but Shan could flip on him at any point, but he knows in his mind that he needs to flip on her because she'll, she'll um, either beat him out at the end or he just, he just understands that 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 dynamic is not going to work the whole game. And so he's thought ahead of when he could vote out Shan. And the question is, is she going to either figure that out or just go at some point, I got to get this guy out. Mm -hmm. Um, They're they're a very unique duo eh? where they are both good vying for the leader like the reins of of it so that at the end they can have the testimony of these this is me this is me usually as the episode goes on one person kind of emerges clearly as the leader and everyone kind of follows suit but they are really neck and neck in this horse race well that's it shan's gonna get at this point shan has the vote by a margin and until or unless ricard might like talks his way into it um which he could do uh but more so he's got to, it's going to be an action. He's going to take a massive action, which I think I'm just thinking it was interesting that he was in with that group of four on the beach. So now he was kind of in with them and he has this really unique position where he could very easily go back out and target one of them going forward. Um, and that well, and, and again, he did destroy push for, he did push here for Nasir, right? He was the one that initiated that and said, yeah, let's not yeah. go, that's just fascinating about the game because you do have to have your own strategy and it's easy to sit on your couch and judge people like me. Okay. It's time to make a big move because I have deemed it. So while I'm eating this bag of chips, you know, when you're there, it probably is scary. It's probably scary to say, yes, even at 10, nine people, I'm going to be the one to really advocate for this because you know, as soon as you do that, it's a pretty high odds. It's going to come back to kicking the butt to bite you in the butt. 
right? And yet you got to do that. You got to do those moves. And it is annoying, even as a fan. It's like, well, Heather is such an obvious fault, right? So why not get someone else out? That's what everyone's saying, especially with the idols and all that. But my point is, it looks, it's harder to do. It must be harder to do. And you guys have played Survivor at home, you know, when you can talk about these strategies, but to actually be, put yourself out there and be like, all right, I'm going to really go to bat for making this big play. Is it, is it worth it? Cause Shan's Shan is, is strong and she is um, not that likable these days. Um, and she's playing kind of a, a safer, her path is slightly safer. She's like, let's, let's get rid of Heather. Let, let's save these advantages another time. Whereas her cards like, no, in my mind, my path is like, this might be a bit rockier, but I think the right move is to do this to get Nasir or someone else out. Yeah. And that's, and I don't know if one is right or wrong, but it's just interesting that that's what they're trying to work out together. And then just, I'll say it is cool that despite their constant vying for that leadership and butting heads and arguing, and they, they keep working together. They keep working together time after yeah. time. And two things to Ricard's credit. One is, and I really respect this in Survivor, he told us what he wanted to do, which is he wanted to vote out Nasir and make sure Nasir does not know about it so that his idol does not get played. That's mm -hmm. exactly what happened. And two, Ricard and Shan have battle wounds together. Multiple times they've been under yeah. high stress, disagreement um, over a multitude of things. And they come through the other side sticking to whatever their plan is, regardless of whose idea it was, stick to their plan, go forward with it, trust in each other, and someone else gets voted out, and they're moving on to the next. I, I don't know if they talked about this and, and it wasn't shown, but just thinking like, yeah, you know, they're down to a five again. Like, they lived through that. They watched mm -hmm. a whole tribe get decimated, and it was just the two of them all the way through. And so, yeah, they get to this position again. And, of course, as you say, we got to lean on each other. And here's a new idea. Let's talk it through. Let's make it work. Because this is the way that we get through this five. Nasir, Heather, and Erica have never been at a tribal council of five people. Shannon and Ricard have before. And it's the wow. it's it's the ability to to react to that. Nasir gets voted out on the revote, three zero. Not sure why they read the third vote, because at two zero he was yeah. out anyways. But thanks, Jeff Probst. That was a weird moment. It's fine attention to detail we're good to go nasir goes straight to the jury i was interested in that decision because i thought my fear was that the next group coming into tribal see nasir on the jury right away and then you have a live tribal that was kind of my fear that things would get changed because they saw an alliance member on there but we'll talk about that because we're going to go back to liana danny deshaun evie xander all at camp xander's got immunity liana danny deshaun are working together so evie seems like she's going to be the easy vote but things never go straight forward even if we end up at the same place at the end of the day things never go straight forward and i figure xander and evie more than ever have got to find a crack in the armor of those three um if you guys thinking, put yourself in their shoes. I know, Andrew, you don't always love this, but put yourself in their shoes. Who do you want to target out of Leanna, Danny, and Deshaun as the person to go home? But more importantly, who do you want to target as the person to work with? Alex, you go first. I'll think I'm with I'm with exactly Xander. Get Leanna out, work with Deshaun, 
Danny's, I, I don't know what Danny's doing there these days. Um, so yeah, that's it is Leanna has a mission, um, that is not going to be seen through, but so let's get her out now. And, uh, and has, yeah, has spoiled our relationship already and all that. So yes, absolutely. Leanna and work with Deshaun, just like they tried to. Can you ask the question again? Yeah. If you were, if you're Xander and Evie, you're on the, the outs of this group, even though Xander has immunity, but you got, you want to work together as Xander and Evie. Mm-hmm. You have one person that you want to target to get out in this tribal, but more importantly, who do you want to work with to get them to flip, to be on your side, to target someone else? Based on what we've seen, I would target Danny. Danny, and again, Xander's so perceptive. He knows that Danny and Deshaun are tight, right? And when Danny speaks about his thought process, Xander right, rightly thinks this is probably what Deshaun is then going to do as well because they do function as a pair for the most part. So if I'm in their shoes, I think you say it's going to be harder. To, uh, so they would say this. We can see Deshaun is actually willing to do big moves. He's willing to, to call out his own alliance. We've seen it happen. Um, but it will be harder for him to make a big move if his kind of good friend in the game or good alliance member doesn't agree, right? So if you cut that off, he's free, right? And then you get him to, to work, and you see it. You see Deshaun is mm. processing that, and Danny is a little more loyal. Maybe he's more the Enneagram 6 as well, mm-hmm. just wanting to stay in his in the lane. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I actually really like Danny, how he's playing. And he even does still reach out to talk to other people. Um, but... I think Deshaun, I think he even, is it a slip up, right? Where he's talking to Danny there or, or they're talking. He's like, so who do you think, Danny, we should vote out? Yeah. But there's good. only one yeah. option, right? So Danny, you can see his wheels turning. Like, wait, like, what, are you, is there someone? We're, we're thinking someone different than Evie? D- d- different we, than Evie? we all be on the same board? So, and, and yeah. just, I, I want, I made a note of that in our notes because again, from a production side, I think that's fascinating. Like how at the end of the day, when they sit down, and they put it on the poster board of like, and someone goes, one of the, the camera people or producers go, hey, there was, there was the, the comment by Deshaun today to Danny in the midst of you know, all the other footage when he, and he said this and it kind of gave us insight that, that he is thinking of other things. Let's, let's make sure we pull that out. Yeah. Like, make so sure cool. How do they do get that? How do they put that together? How do they remember that happens? Fascinating stuff. I'd love to pick the brain of someone on that and of the show as well. And this is this is what again, right? This is the production. This is what's so absolutely brilliant about it is it's a show that yes, it comes down to like big moments. There is a climactic moment at the end of every episode where somebody's torch is snuffed, and and then there's these other little climactic moments along the way of like, oh, they win the reward and they get that thing, and it's it's or drop your buffs, and wow, it's so fun. But really. Yeah, it's just what you say. It's a show of moments, of of like little moments. I like to say it's a moment, not the moment, right? Like it's there, it's full of these uh moments that can shift things or that put a little seed in our minds that think like, oh, Deshaun's really thinking something here. And then it gets us as an audience thinking and filling out the rest of that story before it's ever 10 minutes before it's ever gonna happen um in our in real time here. But just because they find that little moment, uh, we're captivated. And it's that is why 
41 seasons later, I'm still watching every episode because of that little moment Absolutely. that you put out there, Andrew. It's brilliant. 100%. Like, it, it's so cool to see how the game always evolves, the game always changing, but at the core of it, it is the dynamics of the people that are playing. Right. And at the core of the game, it is what are the little, what are the little lines that are going to be drawn in the sand? What are the little advantages I can take from others, not game advantages, strategy and perception and relational advantages. And at the end of the day, how do we make a decision on voting someone out as a consensus while being focused on ourselves and others, person to person dynamics? It's, there's a million reasons why it's so fascinating. And if you were to put the same people on an island twice in a row, the same result would not happen. That's a guarantee. It would That's never cool. go the same way every time, right? Um, which would be so cool. I would love to see a season where they threw out the exact same contestants. Yeah. That's a cool and, idea. And see what see what happens. I saw somebody um, somebody tweeted about that, suggesting that and saying, and if there was a season to do it, this is the cast. These, yeah. this is a great, it's a, been a great cast it really it has. has. And, and, and then added to the tweet, they're like, and lose a bunch of the, the little twists and turns along the way, because just yep. let the cast play, let the kids play and, yep. and see what happens. And, yeah. you know, we already talked about twists and what you do with them and they don't dictate the game, but mm. um, a really interesting idea to just throw them back out there. I like it. The plane turns around. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. You get, you get halfway and then they turn around. I, I like it. And just to note again, this is a, a rabbit trail, but around twists and turns, I think I, even as I put together the plans for this next season four of survivor at home, you know, I have this Enneagram nine wing one, like this desire to be perfect, like to get it down. But there's something to be said of even the challenges that bombed every time we've done it or the twists that haven't gone the way I thought they would. Even then it's just cool that everyone has to react to it together anyway, right? That that's part of the season. And, and there are games that we, we won't do again or challenges or twists, but that's kind of part of the experience. Yeah. 20 questions won't happen again. <laughs> For sure, but that the one that I got eliminated on, mm -hmm. that was bad. That was that was awful. And I'm not just saying that because I got eliminated on it, but it was, uh, uh, yeah, it didn't yeah. it didn't work out well. He knows, and no, yeah. and even as it's happening, I'm like, okay, this is not the way I imagine it to be. You're playing through scenarios. You know, I'm just a one man team now with uh, my sister Katie helping plan this next season. But you are you're you're running through many scenarios, and uh, but there's just things you miss, right? And, yeah. and I always want to improve. I want to do better. I think the season four is going to just improve continually. There's going to be more and more pieces, especially bouncing stuff off Katie, where she'll help me catch stuff. She'll be like, oh, wait, but what about this variable? Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't turn out so well. So there's this is going to be a, a fantastic season. I think it'll be the best one yet on a production side. Uh, but again, my point is it's cool even when things don't go well, yeah. that there are the tribes, you still have to just respond in the game. And like our Jeff, and the team saying, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have turned back time because we got some flack. Maybe, but we're still watching. We're still talking about it, right? They're putting yeah. together an entertainment product that is working. It's, 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 I love it. I'm, I'm all for trying things because that's how you grow. That's how things, that's how companies do it. That's how um, and, and all of us grow is you, you, you push the limits and sometimes you're going to make mistakes. So what we tell our kids, right? Just, just go for it, right? If you make mistakes, if you fall along the way, that's okay because it's part of your journey. It's part of your story. Um, I love so it. again, it's good stuff. I love it. Yeah. I love it.
you got to risk, you got to push it. And if you're yep. not doing that, then you stay stagnant. And that's not the way that we're designed to live. So right. someone said to you for trying new things and for them. Yeah. For thank you. The boundaries. One more, one more thing came to mind. I'll stop rambling. Someone talked about this um, recently, how, you know, we should strive for excellence, but then have a kind of a posture of grace and humility when things don't go according to plan. And that could be in any context. It could be in your family and your marriage and your friendships and your job. And I liked, I re- that really resonated with me of how we, yeah, we should, we should work hard. We should find what we're passionate about. We should bring good people around us. Um, and you, and you do your job and you do your responsibilities, but life is life. And when it doesn't happen, how then also will you respond? And are we people um, who would respond with graciousness and kindness to other people, especially coming out of a, a world pandemic, right? Um, I, I thought that was some good advice and again trent mm-hmm. i know you're listening saying get to the good stuff but too bad for you this is this is our show this is so. the good stuff this, this is the these good are stuff. the jokes this is, this this is the is quality the content yeah. yeah let's let's wrap up the the survivor okay. episode and because okay. i want to i do want to i want to highlight i mean before we we end this thing i do want to just celebrate the community aspect that survivor at home brings and i'm okay. going to be saving it for yeah, save it. Just we'll, pause, we'll, pause that. Yeah, just pause that. Hold on to a couple that more thoughts here. here. Uh, so the last thing at camp we see is Xander. It, it feels like he's the prom king. And okay. Leanna comes in and starts making demands. Oh, you give me your extra vote. Then I'll know I'll trust you. And he just goes, why am I listening to your so, demands? Um, so good of like, I'm in a position moment. of power. And I'm going <laughs> to like, like, use it. Would you do that? He's like, oh, not, not, to oh, you. not for you. as if he was confused that she was asking the question to anyone else but him it was uh it was great so evie deshaun danny liana are all up for um elimination xander has immunity they see nasir um and danny's they they didn't say anything at tribal danny's got to react to nasir being voted out um deshaun has to vote out someone that he's working with um, everyone feels comfortable, which is an interesting perspective to hear where like Evie talks about, I feel 75% comfortable. Like, I think my plan is going to work. Leanna feels that comfortable too. Deshaun feels that comfortable. Danny, who we're pretty convinced is not going to get a single vote against him is the one guy who goes, Nasir sitting over there. I don't feel as safe anymore, even though I felt pretty safe walking up here. Um, and then they have a, co- a little cool conversation where Evie says, you know what? I'm playing on a second life. I've looked survivor death right in the face and I lived through it. Um, such a good line of understanding in this game and in life. Once you, um, once you realize how close you are to being done with it or being eliminated from survivor, it gives you that second, second win. And she tries to play a little bit harder and mm-hmm. a little bit more free flowing and has uh, a bit of money. clarity. And with house, there we go. That's the, that's the term I'm looking for with house money. Um, and unfortunately it doesn't work out for her, but it does make you wonder, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the, what would you do? You know, the second time around, how would you live it? And, and I, the goal is to say, I'd live it exactly the same. I would do this exactly the same. If you've seen the movie about time, I mean, that is so beautifully portrays this whole idea of time travel and and it's this idea for Evie where like no I've already like I feel like I'm living my second life so here we go like absolutely I should I I probably should be scared but I'm not because it's all a gift sorry about that yeah I want to ask 
mostly Dallas, but Jordan, you can interject too, around that idea of looking at your game and being proud of what you've done and saying, honestly, I, I'm okay. I can go back. I can talk to my friends and family and not be like, I was an idiot or like, how did I not make, like, there is a difference in how you go out that I think affects your mentality when you go home and you still have regrets for sure. You guys have played and you wish things were different, but to be proud of your game and Heather, I wanted to say this because we've been giving Heather a hard time on the mm -hmm. show and part of it's, you know, deserve, but Tonight, she spoke about how she has seen in herself um, a lot of growth day by day, growing and learning each day. And she said, I'm, I'm really proud of myself and I'm really excited for my kids to see me and how I've grown on this. And she's a stay at home mom, you know, like it's she's who knows the grind of her life and what she's been through. Right. And um, and just I just thought it was the first time I felt something <laughs> for Heather on this season to say it. Uh, say it that way but it, it was cool so i, I want to ask it as a question to you what would be one thing one or two things that you would want to accomplish so that you could leave feeling proud uh of your gameplay that you, you, you could, your kids could watch and you could be like yeah you know dad didn't win but i did this and i genuinely am, am proud of myself on real survivor yeah let's do a real survivor, survivor at home because i i you know, I, I talk afterwards on a Sunday after I've, I've talked to them. I tell them all about them. Like dad played an idol and was safe. Yes. <laughs> was that was one of the moments well, like all that. of our seasons. Or, yeah. And then last, like dad came back from redemption. I held those Jenga blocks. Like it was my life. And I had a bottle of wine in me at that point. I don't know how it happened. Like it, <laughs> it worked. And it, <laughs> so this is the, you know, there's moments that you're proud of. So but real survivor, you come back after 45 days away from my kids. What am I going to tell? What am I? Yeah, what am I going to say? This is what I'm proud of myself for. Um, like, if I yes, there's all those moments. It's the big moments. It's holy. You know what? Dad actually made it to the final three. But then there's also the. I didn't get voted out first, but even if I did get voted out first, there's like, I, I got, I touched, I touched that sand. I shook Jeff Probst hands. I gave him a, a kiss on the cheek. That's what I'm going to be proud of. I, I, I was there. This thing that I have had in my mind, in my vision, that's what I'm proud of myself for is that I actually pushed myself out there to get to that. I did the application. I moved through it. I kept persevering. I saw myself there and I got there. Because I saw myself there 20 years ago when I was 16 and I saw the weird naked man walking on the beach. I'm telling you, there was something that clicked. And so if to get to that point, that's not a, I, wow, I made it on Survivor. I'm proud of myself. That's a, I saw something that maybe was so far off that I could never, ever reach it. And I freaking reached it. Truly, there's nothing, there's nothing in my way. That's, I feel like that's what I would come back with, feeling absolutely unstoppable just by standing on that beach awesome man thanks for sharing maybe that. that's too it's, big it's not big <laughs> enough i love it jordan do you have a comment on that i think for me like going out there and proving to myself that living in the elements and thriving with the difficulties of the elements whether it's weather patterns on the island, whether it's not having enough food and nourishment, um, being able to go out and say, I was able to survive the elements or even thrive 
with with the way the elements are out there and the external factors that play into the game more than gameplay would would be something that I would be like I have this confidence in myself that gameplay wise I I feel like I know what I'm doing out there maybe I don't maybe I get voted out first and that's the way that goes and reflect on how that works out but um the the elements of survivor the not have enough food, sleeping on sand or bamboo or something else that's not comfortable at all um, is more what I could see getting in in the way of me playing how I'd want to play, not in the way of winning or anything. I, I have no idea. I feel like I'd get voted out quickly. Some days I feel like I'd do well. I, I don't know how that would go. And that's not really up to me wholly. That's also up to the people that you play with. But yeah, to me, it comes down to the mm-hmm. the elements. How well do I do? And can I actually be good in challenges? Like, can I win a challenge like Xander did today where you just push through no matter, it doesn't matter that you don't eat, it doesn't matter that you don't sleep, it doesn't matter that your heel is being stabbed by this small plank that it's barely on and your shoulders are weirdly back behind your head and there's no adjustments possible. Can I just push through that um, and have the mental strength and and uh, physical strength to go through that um, would be if I can come back and say, yep, I'm proud of the way that worked out. That would be huge for me. Yeah. Amazing. It's brilliant. I just get this, like to come back to the, like this, the, the sense of on what is so, so interesting to me that the first thing you said was like just braving the elements and it's, it's again, okay, great. Like that's, you're putting yourself into a, it's the, there's something extra beyond the game that, that, you attach yourself to. And I, th- I think of, um, I, I do some commercial acting and the first time, like four years ago, when I stepped on an actual film set as an actor in this commercial being, and I, and they said action, they actually say the words, there's actual cameras there. And there's a director that says action. Like it's, and I just felt the whole time I'm in there, I'm going, is this, this is actually happening. I'm doing this thing and I get to perform now. Like it, the whole thing was a gift because I got to that moment. And I just feel like that's, that's what you're saying. I just need to brave the elements. The whole thing's a gift. Like once you get there, this is the first time you're going through it. Just enjoy it. Enjoy the whole ride. So yeah, vote for, for whoever you get. Don't get stressed out about it. Just go for it and enjoy it. Um, it's not surviving. It's thriving. Like, I think that's really it. And, and uh, it's beautiful. It there's so many dynamics that play into, into Survivor. <laughs> it's uh, uh, you could go on for days and days talking about the different things that are needed, the different mm-hmm. ways in which you need to work a game to even be competitive in it. Never mind be the sole survivor. Um, the last thing I had from this episode is yeah, this vote Jeff's reading them out, and the vote gets tied two two. And there's a moment might be brilliant editing, but I think it was just the moment. Evie looks back at Deshaun. Deshaun is staring as far away from every as possible. And she puts her head down like, oh, okay. That's where this last vote is going. It's going right at right at me. And Propes reads the vote. Three, two, Evie gets voted out. And her second life in Survivor is done. And her confession at the end, she's proud of the way she played. Mm-hmm. She She was kind of a narrator of the season. Um, we saw a lot of the season, specifically her tribe, that yellow tribe, the Yasa tribe, through her point of view, through her lens. And Xander started to take that a little bit more as as they set it up uh, for Evie to be voted out. But 
we've seen a lot of this this season through Evie's eyes, seen her. She's a force to be reckoned with when it comes to Survivor. Mm -hmm. She was strong in those challenges. She was thinking through strategies. She had people that really liked her and, and wanted to work with her. And it just didn't, at the end of the day, it didn't break her way. And, and she ended up getting getting voted out tonight. But um, I like to Evie see her really back well. on another episode, yeah. for sure. Another one. Or sorry, another season. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing with, with that is Xander's a bigger target now, not just because Evie's out, but I'm convinced if Xander's in the final three, Evie's a guaranteed vote for him. Tiffany's a guaranteed vote for him. That's two. Now he's just got to start doing the math. Who else can I work with? Who else is going to like me that can end up on the jury by no fault of my own, even though I work it so that they get voted out and just kind of work his way forward. Cause you've got to think about the jury when it comes to trying to win survivor. If you, you know, do what Shan did with um, JD, where she takes his advantage, takes his idol and then votes him out. I wouldn't want to vote for you to win a million dollars. If you kind of, embarrass yeah. me like like that right and it good thing is he's not on the jury so that doesn't matter for chance so she can do that in that moment but xander's got people on the jury who like him and appreciate him and have worked with him and know him and know the game that he's playing um it's just it's it's another dynamic the people that you vote out are the people that vote to win vote mm -hmm. the winner and you have to manage the jury and these people got to realize xander's got jury members on his side yeah, so will, I don't see him winning him. this season for that. I don't, just, I don't either. He's, but, he's too good. Like he's so, he's doing so much right that it will take even a, yep. you know, a, a not as confident person so just to, to speak that, up. And, it wasn't the right move. Like, should he have played an idol for Evie? Well, the thing is, I just look at it and go, he survived this tribal and still has an idol. Otherwise, at the sure. next tribal, Xander and Evie are both vulnerable with no idol, no tricks up their sleeve. He got to choose his best for the game. I think also he thought that his plan was going to go forward and that he was going to be in a good spot um, and Leanna was going to go home and that didn't happen. So it's a little bit of a uh, yeah. shot, a little bit of shot at him, but he's going to work with Heather moving forward. He's going to work with um, Erica. Erica moving forward. What's Ricard going to do? Mm -hmm. What's Deshaun going to do? Like, there's so many things where he's perceptive enough. He'll he'll find his way back in. You're right. He may just get voted out because he is so strong. But he wins another immunity challenge, saves himself with his idol. Once you get to once you get through to final five, I don't. I think final five is the last vote out, and then it's challenges and fire making mm -hmm. and stuff. So that's like three or four more votes. He's got through one with an idol. He gets an immunity necklace. There's another one. And and you work it that way mm -hmm. down. It's a lot of work to get there, but uh, but there's a path. I love it. Absolutely. <laughs> just, just again, you're just so brilliant at this because coming back to our beginning conversation, you just you map it out like that. And I'm like, oh yeah. Wait, aren't we just talking about this episode? Like what there's there's <laughs> eight left. I know. There's eight and, people and left, I, which is three votes. That's all it is. Three votes left. And there you go. Sorry, four. Eight, seven, six, five. Four more votes left. You're I you are a beautiful mind. That's how I see you. Russell Crowe. Right here. He has a mind for radio. <laughs> and it doesn't work. It doesn't work as well. Anyway. Um this has been awesome, guys. We could definitely talk about it all the time. Thank you to everyone listening at home too. 
We're not done yet, though, because I did want to give Alex, he's been hinting at a few things here, just some space. Closing to, statement. And closing statements, a closing testimonial. But um, for those listening at home, in the car, wherever you are, um, it's it's awesome. We see that more and more people are tuning in each week. If you're interested, Survivor at Home Season 4, check it out, the website. We have our upcoming event weekend, January 21st and 22nd. It's a blast. Um, you will not regret being a part of this. And uh, make sure to like us, follow us, tell your friends, tell your grandparents. Everyone should listen. Um, but Alex, what do you what do you have to say to the lovely people listening at home? I just love this. Love to have this stage, this this public stage to to thank you, Andrew, for putting this together, for doing Survivor at Home, um, for uh, for saying, hey, the world just flipped upside down, and I'm gonna do what I do best, which is create some kind of community around something that I love. It's what you do in your job, uh, you know, around soccer, and it's what you do uh, at, at your church. It's what you do. And you did it in a really unique and beautiful way here that I didn't know. I was in because Survivor. Yes, as you can tell, I'm in. Let me just give it a shot. And you know, I've talked about this to you, but again, to publicly say what came out of that first weekend for me, season two, was community was friendship was something that we realized wherever we are whatever's going on this was january right that was nine months into the pandemic when the world had just we had just shut down again i think for the the really shut down in ontario and things were looking bleak and for a weekend we got to go to disney world as it were we got to play and laugh and challenge and plan and just see something different and then talk it out afterwards for the next week you brought community together. And that's truly what survivor at home is. I know that's what survivor is around the world. That's why there's still a community. That's why they still do it. This is what Jeff talks about all the time. And you've really built something here that I'm just so grateful to be a part of and want to keep cheering you on and support in any way that I can. And I know that everybody that's played feels exactly the same. So if you are on the fence, if you are thinking about this listening, that's what it's about. You're looking for community apply for survivor at home because you're going to find a great time. And, uh, and also I'm looking for an alliance. So let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, it's an honor, man. I think, and thank you for saying that it really is. I've said it before. I said it on our very first episode that uh, community is something that I believe is something God has put on my heart to try and share that in little ways with everyone. And, and we all have a part to play, but, uh, it has incre- we, we started today, actually, our, you mentioned soccer. We had our very first day of our after school soccer program here in the city for about 30 to 40 high school kids that come a couple of days a week just to play soccer, just a safe place just to, to come yeah. and, and be different skill levels. And I said to them all today, I said, guys, um, I hope that you will come and take part in this in the coming weeks and months and feel like there's some restoration of community happening. And then, in, and, and we just have a small part to play. I'm not boasting, but I'm just saying it's, it is cool to see when we use the things that we are passionate about um, to serve others. We, a, it brings us a lot of joy. Like we're all struggling and suffering in different ways. And yet the, the way it works, I believe, is that we find a lot of hope in the hopelessness when we serve others. It's almost like this contradictory thing. Um, but yeah, that also that people benefit from it too. And it's a pretty cool thing. So just would encourage those at home listening in Love it. Um, to 
go to Disney, as Alex has said. <laughs> it's really cool to see the community that's come out of Survivor at home. Like you look at the three of us, Andrew, we haven't really met in person ever. Alex, we haven't, our, our paths have not crossed in person either. And yet I feel like I, I know you, I know you guys, we've spent uh, time chatting about Survivor, about life at moments. And it's like friendships are, are built um, through virtual space only so far. And, um, and that I can repeat that comment for a whole bunch of others as well. Um, through this journey with Survivor at Home um, that I've been a part of the Survivor at Home community. Alex, you as well for for a year. Um, Andrew and the rest of season one, a little bit longer than that. Um, and yeah, just really thankful for what's happened, but also excited for those who get to experience Survivor at Home season four for the first time, second time, or third time um, when they play out there. And it's, yeah, it's been a ton of fun. So that's been Survivor at Home, the podcast, episode nine with Alex Street at Street Says on Instagram. I'm sure on Twitter as well. That's probably your same name uh, on both. You can find him. Um, share the podcast with your friends, family, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. We are on each of them. We are looking forward to next week, episode 10 of Survivor at Home, the podcast covering season 41 of Survivor. and. We will talk to you then. See ya.